Welcome back to the castle. This is the Ghost of Doctor podcast, and I'm joined with my co-host, Kurt Roper. I'm Clint Roper, and today we've got a special guest. Want to tell him your name? Michael. Michael. Michael has been wandering around the village, and hey, he speaks English, so we were like, let's let him in. Michael, what do you do? Uh, I'm a clerk at a local grocery store out of uh, Wichita, Connecticut. Okay, well, wh- wh- why are you here in, in the uh, the Carpathians? Well, I was with my wife, and sh- she really, really wanted a vacation just to kind of get out, and she decided to come out this way, and we got split up, and I'm here, and I don't know where my wife is. At tell as old as time. Tell as old as time. Listen, uh, while you're here, could you tell us what the name of the village is? We don't know. It's written in Old Church Slavonic. I don't read that. Uh, they just changed the name down the hill. I, I'm not sure what they were changing it to, but there was an uproar. Um, something about a couple of guys that actually lived in this castle, and that's why I'm here to ask you to help me find my wife. Yeah, but before we do that, we've got something we got to do. And uh, uh, have you ever seen any of the Friday the 13th movies, Michael? Yeah. Oh, great. Well, this is going to go great. Because uh, that's what we're talking about today. Oh. Okay, then we're going to go find my wife, though, right? Sure, sure. Okay. Well, we'll help you locate your wife and whatever state she's in. Okay, so wouldn't it be great if we could just talk about Friday the 13th and we go like movie for movie? We just talk about how great it is and all these little details that make you uh, be like, ah, that's why I love the Friday the 13th series. Wouldn't that be great? Yes. No, I mean, that could take that could take like a year to do. Yeah, it could take a really long time to do. It could take like 20 years. Right? Yeah. Here's what we're going to talk about today. Instead of doing that, we're going to talk about the timeline, the Friday the 13th. I'm going to explain to you how Friday the 13th, even though it was all made in the 1980s, takes place over 20 years and takes place in the future and the past. Have you seen my wife? (laughs) All right, let's just jump right into it. So we're starting with the first Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th takes place in 1979, and Jason is not the killer. It's Mrs. Voorhees, Jason's mom. Everybody knows that. Uh, Friday the 13th, part two, is when we start to get Jason, right? So, oh, and before we go any further, I should probably mention that there are going to be some spoilers uh, for Friday the 13th. Uh, Not big ones, but... The ones that I have to give away in order to talk about this subject. So, here's the deal. Like, Let Jason's it, not the killer. You just spoiled it for everybody. That's the first movie. Yeah. And I the fifth know, movie. I don't know that that's better. Yeah, in his defense, the movie has been out for, like, 30 years now. Right. It's been out for a while, yeah. Right. For, 40, 40 years. 40 years. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> How old do you feel now? Ah, pretty old. Pretty old. Yep. Okay, so I always, one of the tenets of this show is that we don't do spoilers, if at all possible. Actually, it was just we don't do spoilers. But you know what? It it turns out that sometimes I want to, and this is one of those cases where I can just break my own rules. But with a caveat, listen, if you don't want to have anything spoiled from you, if you haven't seen Friday the 13th, the entire series, or if you're afraid that I'll spoil something big that might ruin your enjoyment of it, just start, stop listening. 
Yeah, go find another podcast. Something or help else. me find my wife. I just don't know how they're going to be able to do this. Really, we don't even upload these on uh, the same day. We got to take a train like three towns over, and then we have to drop the uh, flash drive in a mailbox, and that's picked up by somebody. I have no clue who that is, but it gets posted. Okay, so Friday the 13th Part 2, that's the first time we see uh, Jason Voorhees. So, Kurt, would you like to tell me what are your initial impressions of Friday the 13th Part 2? Part 2. Um, it's pretty good. I mean, Jason doesn't have his hockey mask. He has a bag over his head, a pillowcase, mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. Um, he's straight he's, up, he's straight up aping the town that dreaded sundown. He's got a pitchfork a lot sometimes, right? Yeah. Yeah. He has his dead mother's head and like a weird shrine. Yeah. Well, I mean, I can't, I can't speak for all of us, but if my mother was decapitated at the end of her own murder spree, uh, and I was a small uh, boy that had not drowned in a lake, but had pretended I drowned in a lake because I'm so deformed that you know society doesn't want me, and then I witnessed that happen, I'd probably worship her head on some sort of an altar. Isn't he like, I think he's like 30 in the first one. Like, he's got to be just watching from the woods 30. God, the timeline is so messed up that he actually might not be 30. He might be still quite young. Okay. But that, that's uh, let's let's not get too far ahead of ourselves, okay? Uh, do you have you are you familiar with the Friday the Thirteenth Part Two, Michael? Not really. Jesus Christ! Why do we even let this guy in the couch? I don't know, man. I thought, look, I just really I just miss English. I, I just really miss hearing do. English. Yeah, it's kind of nice. Don't don't let. And him. it's nice that when when they're when somebody's speaking to you in a language you you don't understand that they're also not yelling at you. But we can't get that, so we'll yeah. just take English. So Friday the 13th Part 2, is it's like the introduction of Jason, but he's not Jason as you know it, right? He's not Jason as you know it. He, he becomes Jason as you know him in Friday the 13th Part 3 because then he gets the hockey mask. Now, Friday the 13th Part 2, would you like to take a guess? It came out in 1981, one year after Friday the 13th. Would you like to take a guess at exactly when it takes place in time? 1980. Good guess, Michael, but no, you're wrong. A year later. No, that's the same thing he said, but... I just wanted to be a part of the conversation. Okay, okay. I'm sorry, I don't know why I'm getting so upset about this. Okay, no, it doesn't take place in 1980. That's a perfectly reasonable thing to to assume, but it takes place in 1984. Five years in the future, and we know this because of a line of dialogue that happens in a bar where someone says something along the lines of, ah, if only some woman hadn't fallen off a canoe five years ago. And they're referencing the end of the first movie. So we know for a fact it's been five years. But you know what? It's also probably probably pretty good it's been five years anyway because we saw Jason as a small boy in, ni- in 1979. Now it's 1984. And let's say that he was, I don't know, he just a, a small 14 or 13-year-old. But now he's grown. You know, he's grown. It's been about five years. And he's just a really jacked. He's been working out. Yeah, he's just a... He's been lifting logs in the wood, man. Right. He's just a really jacked 18 or 19-year-old. But he might also be 30 because the timeline's really inspecific and there are contradictions all the time. It's probably in the, all the hormones in, the, in whatever he's eating. Yeah, or whatever they're putting in that lake that made him deformed to begin with. It's Mr. Burns. Well, three-eyed fish aside, yeah, I mean, it could be. Are you guys? Yeah, we're not pitching a. We're not pitching Friday the Thirteenth. Simpsons takes, did it first. Takes place in the in the Simpsons universe. I mean, I'm sure it does somehow. 
Before we move on, it's a, th- a lot of correlation. It's a theory we have. We're working How is on there it. correlation? I've just There's met Michael. Two lakes. And I feel like we're going to get along perfectly. There's a, there are a bunch of lakes. That's fair. Okay. Uh, apparently, we're just going to roll with that. Then. It's more of a system of lakes where murders happen and or fish are deformed. Deformed children and deformed fish. Those there you are the, go. Those are the lines we're drawing. Did he look like that when he went in the water? Ah. Uh, yeah, he looked like, I think canonically, he looked like that when he went in the water. I don't think it tracks it. But, okay, for that reason, it's not, those two universes aren't related. Okay, well, fine, now that we've settled that, let's move on. Uh, so Friday the 13th Part 2, I would just like to say before we move on from that to number 3, uh, has one of my favorite kills in it at all times, and that's when they kill the guy in the wheelchair. Now, to be fair, they do a lot of things to subvert your expectations in number 2, you don't expect them to kill the guy in the wheelchair. You also don't expect them to kill Ralph. The Ralph is the crazy old man that says... Uh, Second correlation. It's got a death curse. You, this is a, you're talking about Montgomery Burns, aren't you? No, no. I was saying that there's two Ralphs. I'm not oh, even talking about two Ralphs. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, no. So a third correlation is what... He's bringing out evidence. I'm telling you, it's there, man. The Simpsons, Friday yep. the 13th. Are you sure your wife just didn't leave you? That's a low blow, man. That's I'm, a low blow. I'm, I'm sorry. I apologize, Mike. We enjoy your company, all right? Okay, so Friday the 13th Part uh, 2 is 1984. When does Friday the 13th Part 3 take place? 1984. That's correct. Yeah, it takes place in night. It happens the next next day, which means it can't possibly be Friday the 13th. It's like Saturday the 14th, or and possibly even Sunday the 15th. So you're saying it's tied in a universe with Groundhog Day. That's February 2nd. I, I, I'm not even I'm jumping on this train. <laughs> I, I honestly don't know. I, I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what's happening, but I like it. Okay. Uh, Friday the 13th, part uh, three, takes place in 1984. All right. It, it was the first movie. It was the only movie uh, that was done in 3D. So it's actually Friday the 13th, part 3D. Um, but listen, it didn't. It Never came been out, done. It Never came out done. in 1982. Came out in 1982, and it's still 1984. So the timeline's still a little fucked up, right? It's still two years in the future. We'll see if we can get there, right? We can see if we can get it to 1984. Is there anything you just want to say about Friday the 13th? He gets the mask. He does get the mask. Also, there's a lot more levity in the film. There's a jokester-type character. The kills are a lot more fun, I think. It's 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 not drenched in that super seriousness already, like the, the second one's just really serious. Okay. So you're saying like Friday the 13th is a series is kind of hitting its stride? I think with one? the third one it hits its stride, yeah. Okay, that's fair. All right. What about you? What do you what's your take on it? Uh, See, we could we could talk about this movie specifically and we could it would take forever, but we can always come back to it at some other point in the future. You know, assuming that you're still here and we haven't found your wife. But we are going to find my wife, right? Well, we're going to look for her. It's the hope that keeps the dream alive. That's right. Okay, so Friday the 13th Part 3 is uh, is the first one with the mask, right? It's That's what most people know. It's the 3D one. It has a lot of really, like, um, like the, a lot of 3D gags. It's a fun movie. It's At this point, it's like a, the series has become like a fun popcorn movie type deal. And it's been established it's hard as hell to kill Jason, right? Because he's, he's taken a few blows to the head. Um, well, that's pretty much how I got there in the first place, right? Taking a couple blows to the head. Thought that 
lake water. Mr. Burns washed down his ear holes. I feel like you're. I feel like you're, I feel like you're constructing a narrative that just isn't happening. Uh, this just never happened. Uh, you're like, well, how long have you been look, out there looking for your wife? Around thirty-six hours. Thirty-six hours. Well, they say if you don't find her in the first forty-eight, she, you're not going to find her. Anyway, you're saying. Uh, so Friday the Thirteenth Part uh, Four. We're moving on there. Because we we spent too long. Do we have to? We do. It's the final chapter. But I mean, it's not. Oh, good. This is almost over. No, 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 no. They just called it the final chapter. Oh, Oh, it's the final chapter, right? And uh, it's 1984, and they they didn't bring. See, they didn't release a movie in 1983. Friday the 13th has. They release one film every single year of the decade of the 1980s, except for two. Years. That's 1983, they don't, and 1987, they don't. So, 1984, they release Friday the 13th, Part 4, and the timeline, it takes place in what year? Anybody? Michael, I feel like you were following along with this, so. It was 1984 before, 1982, 1979. I have no idea, man. I just. You gotta carry the one. Uh, 84. Yeah, it, t- it takes place in 1984. I did. I'm glad somebody's paying attention. Where's your head, Michael? So 1984, uh, they released it. Okay, so they fixed the timeline. Great. A- absolutely. That's fucking fantastic. They fixed the timeline, and we get a- the introduction of the series character, the only protagonist that's in more than one film. In fact, he's in three. He's he's the Nancy of the series. You know, Friday the, Friday the 13th's Tommy is kind of like... Uh, a Nightmare on Elm Street's Nancy. He gets a couple movies, two or three, right? And it's kind of established to be the nemesis for Jason is, is Tommy Jarvis. He's originally played by Corey Feldman, right? Now, final the, the final chapter was really meant to be the last movie, but they were making plenty of money off of these movies, so I can't understand why they thought that this was going to be the final chapter. And also, it's important to remember that they released this in 1984, and I told you there had been a movie every year consecutively in the 80s, except for 83 and 87. So you know they're going to release another one the next year. That means they had to have it like at least a script in the works or something. So, I mean, I don't know who, what delusional person thought it would be a great idea to make it the final chapter. If they were just trying to drum up the box office or what was going on. And to be fair, it's harder to do research. The library in this town, it only has books. And uh, none of them are about Friday the 13th, it turns out. And they're also written in Old Church Slavonic, so I don't read that. Yeah, um, another cool thing about uh, Friday the 13th Part 4, um, the final chapter, mm-hmm. uh, is that Tommy Jarvis makes masks, creature masks. He's really good with special effects and stuff like that. He's basically Tom Savini. Yeah, Tommy for Tom Savini. Yeah, he has to be. I guess that makes sense. Tom Savini did a lot of the makeup effects work for the, the initial movies. And, um, of course, Friday the 13th, he did the, the, work, the effects on that. Sure. Final chapter, final movie in the series. Let's play homage, maybe, to Tom Savini. Yeah. Okay. You know what? I'll buy it. I'll be- I believe that. Um, do- I have nothing to back this up. But here's the thing about Part 4. A lot of people love Part 4. Part 4 isn't – it's not my least favorite of the movies, but for me it's like – it's just uh, – it's not as exciting as any of the other movies in the series. Um, and Corey Feldman is not the most interesting Tommy you're going to get to see. In fact, you're going to get to see two – every time Tommy is played by a different person. So 
Yeah, I mean, so Corey Feldman was kind of like an icon of, of that time, 80s, so it's appropriate he's in the 80s slasher yeah, he's, franchise. Yeah, he's actually the little kid or the kid in horror movies in the 80s. He's he's in he's in Friday 13th, Final Chapter, he's in Gremlins, and then he's in uh, The Lost Boys, so... Oh, you're right. Although he's he's older in the last. Oh well, yeah, obviously. people age, Clint. I don't know what you're expecting. I guess I don't know what I'm expecting. Okay. Um, well, okay. So listen, we're not doing a deep dive here. We're trying to establish a timeline. 1984, and it takes place in 1984. Released in 84, takes place in 84. So they fixed the timeline. A timeline that was fucked up by one piece of dialogue in the second movie, where they're like, "It's been five years," and then. They've got to fucking deal with that for the next three movies. But they fix it. It's okay. Good job. Okay. We did it. So, what do you think they would do for the next movie? Keep streamlining it. Yeah, right. Of course. Well, the next one comes out in 1985. So, when is the time? What do you think is set? Is it 1987? It's not 1987. Is it 1985? Because I'm taking a shot in the dark. I know it's not. It's either 1988 or 89. It could even be 1990. That's a lot of... That's a that's a big margin of error. Here's the thing. Okay. First thing, this timeline is... I'm not the first person to ever talk about this timeline, but I did notice it when I grew up, and then nobody else was talking about it. Nobody else noticed it. It'd be a thing where I was like, hey... How about that crazy timeline in Friday the 13th? And they'd be like, why is the kid talking about this stuff? Go away. Play with some Legos. And anyway, I I didn't do that. I didn't have Legos. Legos are expensive. I'm just saying. If you made a DeLorean out of Legos, uh, it would probably be... Why are we talking about Legos when my wife is out there somewhere? To be fair, it's been 36 hours, so she's either okay or she's not. I, I just don't understand. Yeah, you can flip a coin, buddy. I don't know. I mean, we only... Which is why this is what was the first thing? out there. What was the first thing we asked you when we let you into this castle? I, I'll be honest. I don't even remember. I just really need to find my wife. I asked you, hey, are you a horror fan? And you said... No. And I said, well, but dude, have you seen... Friday the Thirteenth, and you said, "Yeah, and and that I thought you were pointing to one movie. We would we would have a conversation about one movie, and then all of a sudden you're talking about Mr. Burns being tied to Friday the Thirteenth. No, that was and, you. That was you. That was. I think you're losing blood or something. Please, Michael, I'm gonna level with you. There's a lot of movies to go in the series. We've got a lot to talk about. I mean." At this point, I'm beginning to think maybe you don't want to find your wife. Okay, I'll settle back down. Okay, good deal. All right, so 1988 or 1989 is what we're going with. Here's the reason why those timelines are all janky. Um, We know it's five years again. They just flash forward five years. Tommy Jarvis is 12 years old in the final chapter, part four. Part five rolls around, and he's 17, but they've said it's been five years. So maybe he hasn't had his birthday yet. That's cool. It's whatever. He's 17 or 18, but whatever. He's way more badass. Yeah, he's my, he spent all the time apparently learning how to kick ass and, and learned karate. Yeah, this movie comes out in 1985. And he's uh, he's apparently, in that in the years that's passed since, ni- since uh, he was a, a tiny little scared kid, he's learned how to kill people with his bare hands. There my, are way too many action mo- uh, like movie type s- scenes in this. My guess is that the people um, at the studio, which I think is Paramount, I believe it was Paramount. 
um, is they, my guess is they saw a movie called the karate kid and, um, they were like, we got to put some karate in this. I think you're right. Yeah. Hey, uh, Michael, can you do me a favor? If you look behind you, there is a copy of the karate kid on DVD. Would you hand that copy to me? I don't know why you have a DVD in here. We don't have a DVD player. I just, I don't know. They, they comfort me. Karate Kid? Let's see. Boy, this is really small font. I wish I hadn't have... 1984! There we go. There's something to that. Yeah, 1984. So a year later, your main character who's fighting Jason is all of a sudden, like, a karate master? That's a big fucking coincidence. You're right. I, th- I think you're right. I, I like that... Uh, you know what? I'm just going to say it. From now on, I believe that they just saw Karate Kid, and that's why Tommy Jarvis can fight. Do you think if Vision Quest would have taken off, like, initially, you think that, like... Somebody tell Netflix, we have a series on our hands. That's right. <laughs> well, but you have YouTube would have to start it first. Then Netflix would pick it up and pretend like they always owned it. That's completely fair. Yeah. <laughs> that's what Netflix... Who's ready for the third season of Cobra Kai? But on a different place. You know, but we're... Yeah. Yeah, they're I'm good at that. still here for it. Okay, that's fair. You know, I like how you're warming up, Michael. I think we're going to find your wife after all. Well, I literally am warming up, so that's... Yeah, this is a drafty old castle. Um, well, it's not as drafty inside as it is outside, so... Well, no. I mean, it's a structure, and we have tapestries. They're not as good as insulation, but uh, insulation doesn't have portraits of screaming dead children with multiple heads on it, and our tapestries do. I didn't even notice. Yeah, it's art. Uh, we I don't think we're allowed to critique it. Is this why the people down in the village, you guys have never considered this as to why they're scared of you? Perhaps they know what's in here. Has anybody else come up here before me? Oh, yeah, no. The We bought this castle from somebody, you know, I think. No, we rent this on Airbnb. Oh. We can't afford to buy this. Uh. We put in a bid for Dracula's castle. That's an interesting story. We were outbid by a person who will remain nameless and also remain part of the second best ghost hunting show of all time. So... Um, let's continue. We got to, we're not, so we're moving on five years later, 1984 is when it's released, takes place in 1989. I'm going to say 89. It takes place in 1989. At least five years. Okay, so it's still being filmed in 1984, but the story takes place in 1989. Correct. Yeah, they decided, hey, we need to take our main character and make him older so he's not a 12-year-old boy and he doesn't get murdered. So, yeah, he, he actually did pretty well as a 12-year-old boy versus Jason. To be fair, Jason had this weird thing where they were like, oh, man, the second movie, they're like, he thinks this lady's his mom because she put on a sweater and put her hair back. And um, it was his mom's dead sweater, or his dead mom's sweater, rather. Yeah. Anyway, but they did the same thing, and they're like, except for this time, Jason sees a little bald kid, and they're like, "He's like, that's that's totally me." So I don't know what the hell is happening. Yeah, it's a far I, jump, but it's a pretty big jump from that. Psychologically, I'm convinced I still have the child of a mind, and maybe this is actually my mother too. Is that me over there? Me as a young child? Hey, me as a young child? Whoa, God, what are you doing? Hit me with that machete. So it's a pretty pretty big leap. Um, so uh, okay, so number five, he's kicking the shit out of people, not Jason. Uh, he kicks the shit out of a not Jason because it's not Jason. I'm, that's the spoiler part of this. It's not Jason. And guess what? That's not related to the timeline at all. I just uh, I just shot that one off. I, I apologize. But it's out there. Not Jason. It's Roy. Some guy who sees his kid has been murdered and snaps and starts killing people dressed as Jason. 
Yeah, Jason's still dead. He dies in chapter four. A 12-year-old boy killed him. By, yeah, 12-year-old boy kills him. He dies in the fourth movie, the final chapter. Um, and then in the fifth movie, uh, The New Beginning, uh, he's still dead, and it's not Jason. And I get the feeling from the ending that they thought about making Tommy Jason in number six, and so it still wouldn't have been Jason. They were just going to keep going with like a handful of not Jasons. They did a similar thing in Halloween, I think. Uh, yeah. Yeah, where... Well, none of the titles are starting to make a little more sense, to be fair. Final chapter, new beginning. You're right, but... Tell me this. Does it make sense that on the, in the next movie, when they bring Jason back, that the title is Jason Lives? Does that make sense? Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Okay, so... Yeah, maybe they know. Maybe they didn't know what they were doing. I don't know. So we're moving on to six, right? Uh, well, I feel like I should stop and let you guys say something about number five, if you have anything to say about number five. All there is to say about number five is that Tommy knows karate, and that it's not Jason again. That's all, and we've said that. So I'm trying to come up in my head with a world where there's a crossover with Friday the Thirteenth, Karate Kid, and Back to the Future. Why Back to the Future? Is well, it we just keep talking about timelines and oh, time yeah, that's jumps and the eighties, and you know that's just in there. That's cemented. I'd listen to a Friday the Thirteenth soundtrack. By Huey Lewis in the news, I'll tell you that. No, that It'd be fantastic. <laughs> it would be like an upbeat. It would be like an upbeat, uh, like Roadhouse blues number. But it would just be like, it'd just be like. Yeah, that's completely fair. I also think there's a lot to do with the Karate Kid and its or the Karate Kid and its soundtrack, blended in with Huey Lewis in the news, along with Friday the Thirteenth. This kid, this has this has a recipe for like amazing because Mr. Miyagi could like learn to cast spells, and now Marty McFly is trying to go back and stop the day that they all linked up, and then there's you know uh, hyped up. I, I lost you somewhere. No, no. Now I'm just thinking about like what if Jason somehow got into the DeLorean and his stupid hands and brain somehow managed to get back. And stop his own mom from being killed. Exactly. There's so much you could do with this. And then he fades out because... He's the fifth tenant of the series. He's also the Marty McFly of the well, series he, if he does that. He does true. try... To, it's 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 not specific, It's not clear that but he, he may sexually assault a girl in the series. So, uh, I guess we should... I don't think I have anything to add. So, he, <laughs> is the, he is the Biff Tannen of the yeah. point. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's what I was, I was, I was agreeing with you. Thank you. Uh, okay, so Jason Voorhees. Oh, there's one thing I want to say about the fifth movie. A lot of people don't like it because it doesn't have Jason in it. I love it. I love that movie. Why? Because it doesn't have Jason in it. Well, I thought it was brave and interesting to take it in that direction. But another thing is, yeah, probably just because Tommy Jarvis is fucking Daniel LaRussoing all over the fucking place. Uh, skill set he doesn't actually have in the next movie for some reason. But he has something better. A blue jean jacket. He does have a blue jean jacket. Yeah. Look, Tommy Jarvis is like three different characters in all three movies. Like, he's a little boy and he likes making masks, right? And he's got, he's kind of nerdy and he's goofy and, you know, portly. Eh, a little chubby, right? And then in the next movie, he's like, it's been like five years and he's like in super good shape and he's a karate master and he still likes the masks, right? So that's something going for That's somewhat connects him to the other. The next movie, no masks and no karate. The only thing he says is, I brought 
Jason back to life, and it's made it more powerful. And I, you know, I killed him once. I think we all have three different people inside us. Sometimes we're a little fat boy who makes masks, and sometimes we're... I don't think it's meant to be that deep. But what, hold on. I think we all wear masks. Okay, okay. So, um, Friday the 13th, part six. Jason lives. Blue jean jacket Tommy wakes Jason up. Now, we're going to say it's been a year. It's going to be a year, but it could have been it, it could have been less than a year. It could have been more than a year. But the safe thing is to say it's a year. So, we'll say it takes place in 1990. Okay? We know that Tommy should be uh, 18, I think, now. So, if you assume he was 17 in the other movie, and it had not yet been his birthday, it might still be the same year. But we're going to say it's 1990 because... One is it's just it's it seems like if you like look at uh, at the way the movie's being presented like the time period it there's no way it was the summer of 1989. What was that? What was that, Michael? I have no idea what that was. You know, I'm feeling like you're not paying attention. I, I know what it is. I haven't let you talk about. Tell me something, Michael. What's your favorite Friday the Thirteenth movie? Uh. The, the first one. Is it because that's the one you've seen, Michael? Yes. I wish we hadn't let you in the castle. But we're here now. I mean, I guess in good good uh, conscience, I couldn't turn you out into the cold. But you could help me find my wife, potentially? Yeah, I'm looking at more of a middle ground here. I mean, you did lie to me. You said that you loved horror and that you knew everything about Friday the 13th. I think you're misremembering the situation. No, I remember it too. He was like, he was going to close the door on you and you said, yeah, wait, no, yes, yes. I want to talk about horror and Friday the 13th. That That's is what not I how that played out at all. Not at all. Why are you guys doing We'll this? just agree to disagree. But you can help me find my wife. Hey, we're still going to do that. I'm still going to help you find your wife. Okay. So but, like, we got to finish this. this. Yeah. We owe something to the people that listen to this. Who listens to this? Of which I think there are tens or maybe fives of them. But At we, least. But, but you know, just because there's only, like, three to five of them doesn't mean that we... I guess it's possible that, that nobody listens to it. But, uh, all right. Number six. It's 1990. Um, Tommy is no longer karate... Tommy, sadly. Uh, but it is probably my favorite of the movies because Jason comes back and this is when he's the first time he's undead. You know, he can't die now because he's been dead and he's back. And he look, he's, it's a total monster movie, like straight from like uh, the 1930s, 1940s, those type of the monster movies, um, the universal monster movies. It's, it's very much like lightning literally strikes him and he crawls out of his grave. He's very clearly Frankenstein. So, and he acts like it. He kind of lumbers around and just, you know, he and he murders people with his bare hands a lot more in this movie. So he's clearly meant to be just more of a monster in this movie, which is great because Jason's way more fun when you're talking about, hey, what about that monster that keeps killing camp, killing camp counselors? Instead of, hey, what about that guy that's deformed and possibly mentally handicapped killing camp counselors? That's not a comfortable conversation to have. I'm just. Yeah, that one didn't age well. Yeah, didn't. That one didn't age at all really well. Yeah. I, don't, I didn't even want to say certain words there because I was afraid 
that I might offend people. And that's not something you worried about in the 80s is what we know. We know in the 80s you didn't worry about offending people. So he's a monster. Yeah. Aren't we all monsters inside somehow? Why are you so reflective today? Underneath all those masks, potentially. Michael gets it. Why can't you? Michael's but Michael's just trying to butter you up so you'll help him find his wife. It's completely it's, selfish. It's working. Okay. Uh, all right. So now Jason lives. We don't have to go through the whole plot, but the important part of it is it's 1990, and at the end of the movie, the way they defeat Jason is they, they wrap a chain around his neck, which is tied to a boulder that somehow stays in a canoe that can float and doesn't weigh the canoe down but does weigh Jason down. I'm sure we'd explain it by surface area and water, but I don't think that's how that works. That canoe, I don't see why that canoe could hold that. Uh, that it's like the size of, of my entire chest. I'm pretty sure Tommy saw it on a Looney Tunes. It's pretty much like Looney. It's straight up Looney Tunes, right. But you know what? That kind of logic works in like the old monster movies, so why not? Yeah, sure. What happened to Frankenstein and the Wolfman? They were frozen. How were they frozen? Well, a dam broke. And then it got cold, and then they found him in blocks of ice. All right, so... It works out in the movies. So, okay, so he put wraps a chain around his neck, and that's tied to a boulder. Uh, and then, so that flows to the bottom of the, the lake, and so Jason is stuck at the bottom of the lake. And hey, we beat Jason, kind of. Because <laughs> nobody's ever going to let him loose somehow. It's a deep lake, by the way, so yeah. And so now, I would like to tell you how fucked up is our timeline. We know that it's taking place at this point in 1990, right? We know that that movie came out in 1986, okay? Is there any good reason to flash forward, let's say, seven to ten years? Well, we're going to do it anyway. Because in the next movie, a small it opens with a small child with telekinetic powers is uh, in the process of murdering their father. And um, Jason's at the bottom of the lake. It's established he's already there. And his clothes aren't all ripped up and torn it's established that he hasn't been there down there for very long clearly after the last movie and then it flashes forward and that small child is now 17 and returning to the site where her father was killed i mean by her and her telekinetic powers uh in order to like like deal with the fact that she murdered him but really it's a psychiatrist is like why am i these are way too many spoilers you know what that's plot Really, a psychiatrist is just trying to use her because she has telekinetic powers. That's all that's important. Okay. And then she accidentally uses those powers to let Jason free. And it's been seven to ten years. Now, that means at this point, okay, it could be the year, it could be uh, the year 1999. But at this point, it could also be, or the year 2000, but at this point, it could also be 1996. And here's why. The director said that Jason had been at the bottom of the lake for like 10 years, but it's not explicit in the movie. And a lot of people think he was just being hyperbolic. And we know the actress that played the girl was 10 years old. So if she's 17, that would make seven years. So between Wait, seven on. years, that doesn't work. What? The actress being, t you can't just say the character's thing because the actress is 10. Tommy from the last movie was 18 or 19. The actor was like 30. <laughs> That's true. He was like 30. So Tommy was like 30. We're even farther into the future than we thought. No, okay, you're right. Well, okay, so let's throw out the seven-year thing, and you go by what the director says. But can you do that? Can you do it just because the director said it? Yes. So I guess, what about you, Michael? What do you think? Seven or ten? I'm going to go seven. 
See, I like that. I like that. One, you're not sucking up to him anymore. And two, uh, you know what? I think that we can say both. We just get at this point. We just assume the timeline has one. It could be this year or this year. The timeline splits. It's both seven and ten. Okay. All right. You know what? There might be a place for you in the castle when this is all over with. And there might not be a place for you, Kurt. We got five extra bedrooms. It's it'll be fine. He can stay too. I mean, really, anything's a bedroom in this castle because there's none of it's furnished. So that's fair. Okay. All right. Uh, so this is the seventh movie, Jason versus Carrie. Carrie Standin, because it's a, a it's a seventeen year old with telekinesis. I mean, it's pretty obvious what they were doing there. When you say it's not only obvious, it's been confirmed that it's bas- that the person who wrote the script or pitched the idea said, "Hey, let's do. We can't do uh, Freddy versus Jason because we can't get the rights to Freddy Krueger." They said, "Let's get Freddy versus Carrie, but not Carrie because we don't have those rights. But we'll just make it another telekinetic girl." That's li- that's the conversation that was had. Like they probably could have done that and not gotten away with. Let's just make it another serial killer who kills teens in their dreams, who wears a sweater and a fedora. So that's fair. Okay. Uh, so ne- yeah, number seven is Carrie versus Jason, and apparently it was also supposed to be Freddy versus Jason, but they couldn't get that wrapped up. Which means, the timeline wise, it's. 1988 when the movie was released. It's either 19. Uh, either 1999 or 1996 that the movie takes place, depending on whether it's seven or ten years. And that's also still, let's see, that's still about 15 years before we get an actual Freddy vs. Jason movie, which means that at this point they were already considering this. That's neat. Okay. See? Hey, you contributed something. I did it. Yeah. 1988... Next year is 1989, we get the eighth movie. Now, that's the last movie we're going to talk about for two reasons. One, that's the last movies that take place in the 80s. After that, they, it's 1993 before you get Jason Goes to Hell. Also, Jason Goes to Hell pretty much doesn't feel like it's part of the original series. Because it blows. It blows. Hard. Pretty hard. Really hey, hard. What, what would you put in a movie where the whole point was to have a specific horror icon named Jason, and then... The name of it is Jason Goes to Hell. How much screen time should Jason get? Go. Uh, the entirety of the movie. A lot of it, yeah, for sure. Uh, he's there at the beginning and the end, and for the rest of the time, he's a worm that crawls around, gets into people's mouths, and then possesses their bodies. It's the stupidest fucking thing I've ever seen, in my opinion, and you're allowed to believe something different. That's hey, we don't, we don't shit on movies here. It was a bad idea because I'm pretty sure it was probably a repurposed script. I'm not sure if that's true or Kinda not. Kind of like Die Hard 3? Yeah. Okay. Even, the, even the original Friday the 13th was a script that was like murder at Camp Blood or something like nonsense like that, you know, so. You've got a lot of information about Friday the 13th. I like Friday the 13th okay. movies. But Jason. I feel like you should have uh, taken lead on this. No, nah, Jason Goes to Hell is not a particularly good movie. It has some some really Someone really just didn't understand the material. You're right. So one of the other tenets besides not spoiling movies is that we also don't shit on movies because movies are hard to make. And what we do say, I don't care for that movie. I don't care for Jason Goes to Hell. 
that's the correct way to say it. And if you like it, Michael, if you like Jason Goes to Hell, that's perfectly fine. We can disagree with that, about that, but there's no reason for me no, to be I mean to you. No, I have the same exact opinions of, as you do. Oh, cool. Cool. So we both believe that Jason Goes to Hell is not a great movie and that your wife is already dead. Well, we should find her. Well, yeah. You gotta find the body. Sure. Alright. <laughs> so, uh... <laughs> Alright, so... The last one is, uh... Jason Takes Manhattan. Uh, we've established that final chapter wasn't the final chapter. Uh, that Jason Goes to Hell is not really about Jason, so it's pretty appropriate that in Jason Takes Manhattan, he's in Manhattan for mm, like uh, one, maybe uh, one-sixth of the movie. And the rest of it takes place on a boat. On a boat. He doesn't take Manhattan so much as he takes a, a party boat. And then he takes... A couple streets of Manhattan, but just two particular or three particular victims, and he takes a rooftop, and you know, he doesn't seem to want to kill a bunch of the people that are running around in New York. It's so weird. I don't know what his motivation is in that. I think movie. he kicks a boombox at some point. I'd like to. I would like to point out. You're right. There's more motivation for him to kill the punk like guys in that movie that like tell him to go fuck himself or whatever they say specifically. Um, there's more motivation for him to kill them, but instead he just like shows how strong he is and they back off and he keeps, he keeps tracking down the teenagers that have nothing to do with anything. They weren't even at Camp Crystal Lake. They just like somehow, somehow they, they were just boating past it, uh, which doesn't make any sense because I don't know how they got to Manhattan out to sea and to Manhattan from a lake. I mean, traditionally aren't lakes, uh. Somewhat self-contained, I'm just saying. Not always, but yes. Okay. Um, I feel like the word tributary is a thing. Anyway, um, so so in, in number eight, he doesn't take Manhattan, but he does take at least one extra year uh, or so uh, to get there. So at this point, we can end the timeline at either the year 2000 or the year 1997, which is interesting because... Uh, everybody's still living in the 80s. So the whole point of this is this. They spend from 1979 to either uh, the year 2000 or 1990, uh, what do we say, 8? Or 1998? 1997, I think you said. Oh, 98, because it's after 90s. Yeah, 98. Yeah. They spend that long in the 80s. All their clothes are from the 80s. All of the things they say are from the 80s. Uh, they're not like 80s, real 80s. They're like television 80s, like the A-Team when you have like the, 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 the street gang that has like bandanas and jean jackets with no sleeves. Like They're like that 80s, but it lasts for like 20 years. From 1979, which is the past from when the first movie's released, to I'm going to say the year 2000 on the high end, they spend something like 20 years in the 80s. And for no reason other than one piece of dialogue that shot him five years forward between the first two movies, the randomly deciding that after they spent three uh, consecutive movies in the same day, on the same day in the same year, or in the same year, so they can get the timeline fixed, they decide to skip five years ahead again so that they can have their main character continue and actually pose a threat against Jason. And then uh, they decided arbitrarily to jump forward ten years to, or seven years so Jason was at the bottom of a lake long enough for his clothes to turn colors? I don't know why they did that one. There's really no good explanation. Well, you have to have your little girl 
witness a traumatic experience when she's young. Right. I mean, it's a lot of shoehorning is why. But Oh, you're right. So she has to be at the lake where her father died to bring Jason back to life. Yeah. So her father had to die near the spot where Jason already was. And it's just easier to explain it that he was already there so that she's like looking at where around where her father died. Like, let me force my energy. I feel something's down there. I'll come back. Yeah, it makes no sense. Can we just talk about how, like, he brings, she does kind of bring her father back and he gives her a big thumbs up when he pulls Jason down? That's a fucking thing that happened. Gives her a big thumbs up and slaps his wife one more time? I, he's not a sympathetic <laughs> character. I yeah. don't understand. He was a wife, he was kind of abusive. His wife isn't that great. Her mother's not that great either. All right. I feel like we haven't accomplished much, but. I think it's all about acceptance. I think this episode is about accepting the timeline will never be perfect. Like, some things in life will just never be perfect, and we have to accept that. Right. And about finding my wife. Right, we have to accept that that's probably not going to happen, but it's going to make you stronger yeah. and happier. In many ways, a wife is like a chain attached to a rock that sinks you to the bottom of a lake. And sometimes when your wife goes missing in the woods, it's really like a 17-year-old te- girl with telekinetic powers freeing you from that lake. And now you can kill camp counselors. So doesn't that make you feel pretty good? No! That makes me feel terrible. We need to go find my wife. All right, we'll go. But by we, I mean Clint will go because it's really cold outside. I don't know if you've been out there. I've been out there for 36 hours before this. It's been about 37 now. Can we Rochambeau for this or something? I don't feel like it's my responsibility. Uh, You let him in. I don't know. I feel like my letting him in was my good turn towards him. And then like your good turn towards him could be helping him find his wife. Well, I'm just not that good a person. But you are. And he invited me to stay here. I did invite him to stay here. Wait, that offer stands because it doesn't require me to go outside. All right, let's go look for your wife.